And as soon as you find 1 Corinthians 15, 34, stand to your feet. Amen. Pretty bunch of sharp people here. If you haven't found it by now, you can remain seated. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15, 34. If you used to come to visit us at the Fellowship Track League in Lebanon, Ohio, uh, the church that I pastored from 2007 to 2013 uh, has the largest ministry of gospel tracts in the world. To date, we have printed 5.2 billion gospel tracts. All of them have been given away free as the Lord provides and the Lord continues to provide. When I pastored the church, we needed right near a million dollars every year to print 100 million tracts. Now we're printing 100 million tracts and it takes about 100,000 more. Why? Well, I could start talking about Washington now, but that wouldn't do us any good anyway. But everything has went up. But God continues to provide and the tracts are continuing to be printed. And uh, uh, as we speak, there's a sea container headed for the country of India with 10 and a half million tracts on board, given away to the folks there. Anyway, what does that scripture say in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34? Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd help us to realize that there's a world out yonder that's headed for a devil's hell on a downhill pool, and so many of us have loved ones going there. I was visiting with someone just a few moments ago. I'm ready for the Lord to come, and it won't be long. But the only sad thing is we still have lost loved ones. Lord, bless us tonight, and then convict us tonight as we see some verses that are very convicting. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Anyway, that scripture, awake to righteousness and sin not, is etched in the cornerstone of the Fellowship Track League in Lebanon, Ohio. 15 employees, two 60-foot-long presses printing in the Word of God. And uh, I was looking at that verse just not too long ago, and I thought, my, that, that's convicting. Awake to righteousness and sin not. And then I start searching the scriptures for other verses. And I've seen verses like 2 Chronicles 7, 14. You don't need to turn there. But you know that one too. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Who's it talking about? It's talking about us. It's talking about God's people. And I start looking at the word of God. And it's sad today that while I was looking at these scriptures, I had a friend preach a message on why we're in the shape that we're in. Why we're in the shape that we're in from Washington right on down and, and circling the globe. Well, of course, most of us could say it's because of sin. But he said it's because of dead Christians. He says we, we went to sleep and not realizing that God wants to use us. Awake to righteousness and sin not, reminding us of sin. And then that scripture, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, reminds us of sin. I uh, start looking at a few other verses and while I was looking at them, I had my prayer time one morning. I just, it just gripped me. I thought, dear God, I started thinking about the scriptures that's in the Bible that says, if we regard iniquity in our heart, he will not hear us. And when there's sin, 
in our hearts. Sin in our life, awake to righteousness and sin not. What's it saying? It's talking about people who are enjoying the salvation and praise God we didn't have to work to get it, amen? You can't work to get it and you can't work to keep it. It's grace. Well, I keep kicking these things. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, if I mess them all up, I hope I don't ruin them. But hey, I am thankful tonight and I'll raise my hand first. I'm thankful for the grace of God because when I come to Sioux Falls, I remember the years that Mary lived with a lost man at 1500 Penina Street, Frenchie Striller Court. And uh, trying to find happiness in the bars. That was back when I'd leave her and the kids set at home and take off and go play in the bars. And I'm ashamed of that. But I'm thankful when I got saved that the old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. And I'm and, uh, reminded of those years, but thank God I got saved. But listen, I want to share another verse with you. Go to James chapter 4 and verse 17. James chapter 4 and verse 17. When we see verses like this, it ought, to, it ought to place us under conviction. Ought to help us to worry that maybe I had my prayer this morning and there was iniquity in my heart. There was sin there. Maybe the sin of omission. Maybe I could have been a better witness this week and maybe there was open doors for me to be a witness, but I wasn't. James chapter four and verse 17 says, therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. When I heard this preacher preach about it, that's where I got the message. It wasn't his message, it's it's God's word. But he said, hey, we better wake up. Realize that it's almost too late to save a country that's engulfed in sin. All around us, and it's sad that the sin has come into the church houses by God's people, a sin of omission. Now, I'm sure you've heard it from your pastor, a sin of commission is deliberately doing things you know you shouldn't do. But that sin of omission is knowing to do right and not doing it. I was in a church of, there's not 300 here tonight, is there? Scratch to get 100 maybe, no, maybe 200 or something like that. I was in a church of about 300 and I asked the question, how many of you filed by the track rack since last week? You were here in church? I asked first how many was in church last week and they raised their hand. And Okay, how many of you filed by the track rack and you got your supply of gospel tracks and you tried to be a witness this week and you passed out as many as you could Would you raise your hand, please? And uh, I think there was around 10 people that raised their hand. Are you listening? Out of 300. Now, if God's word calls it sin, in James 4, 17, for him that knoweth to do good, would that be doing good to invite someone to church? Say amen there. And then we know to do good and we do it not. It's no wonder we have church, and people ask me. In fact, I had one of the deacons in the last church we was in. He says, what do the churches look like across America? He says, I remember going to Independent Baptist Church 50 years ago, and they were pretty much all the same. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday visitation and Saturday bus visitation. A lot of them were very similar. But what's happened, they're not all the same. I told the fellow, I said, sometimes Mary and I feel like we're in interdenominational evangelism and we stay in independent fundamental Baptist churches. That's what they advertise. But they don't all live up to that. We was in a church in, I think it was Oklahoma. And uh, we travel as a missionary. Mary and I are missionary representatives for the Fellowship Track League. And uh, we call a lot of churches. And I called this particular church. We hadn't been there before, so we'd like to come and show a video and present the work of the Fellowship Track League. Oh, yeah, you folks come, you know. And uh, you sing? Well, I will have you sing. And we walked in, and we could not believe it. It was an old schoolhouse type building. And so the, the platform was there and everything in the area of the platform, platform, plat, I just said it, okay. It was painted flat black. The pulpit was flat black. The walls up front was flat black. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I thought, is it? And I looked out the window, and sure, sure enough, it's an independent Baptist church. But listen, churches, you need to thank God for the church you have, and don't take it for granted, and don't take it for granted that God wants us all to be a witness for him. All means all, and that's all that all means. Say amen right there. You say, well, I, I, I can't talk very much, so it's hard for me to be a witness. I'm going to read you something, if I can find it. This fella... Never said a word. He just put a $5 bill in a track and left it. And uh, Miss Brittany picked up the tip. She says, I'm writing to let you know that after reading this track, I have decided to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. Now that witness was there just from her leaving, uh, this man leaving a track and her reading it. I have got many more gospel tracts that I could read to you where they got saved reading a gospel tract. You know how many letters come back to the Fellowship Track League annually? 1,000. Average from all over the world. Sometimes there's days, there's a dozen letters of salvation decisions from across the world. My wife worked in the office the years that I passed through the church and one day when while I was there, I kept, and I would go to the track league quite often. I had an office there, an office at church. And anyway, uh, they were all excited, my wife included. And uh, once in a while, I asked her to tell her, tell her story, but she won't want to, so I'll just tell it for you. But she got a letter. Well, I, I forgot where it was from, sweetheart, with all of those names on it. I can't read your lips from this distance. Okay, thank you. India, and how many signatures on that one track? Nine signatures all the way around. Have, have you decided to trust Jesus Christ your Savior? Nine signatures from one gospel track. The Word of God and the power of the Word of God is underestimated. And I believe with all my heart the devil has worked on independent Baptist people. We have track racks all across America. 
and most of them are not used. B. Isaac was at our track league and he, he started over 50 churches in his part of India and they paid for him to be able to come to the track league. And he and I sat on the picnic table one day and he says, how come churches in America, they're not excited about the word of God? And he, and he cried to me. He says, I go to some of the churches here and he says, the tr track racks are full when I come and they're full when I leave. Nobody's picking up the word of God. Do, don't they believe that if they give a track to someone that the word of God will convict them of sin and they can be saved? And I said, you're preaching to me. But I said, I preach all over the United States. And it's the same wherever we go. I want to be the first to hang my head in sorrow and shame for our churches because we lost the vision. Let somebody else do it. And those that come for visitation or there's, I mean, I, I had one preacher. I want to demonstrate what he said to me. When he says, I have become so discouraged. He says, I just stopped putting it in the bulletin. I said, man, you shouldn't have done that. You're an independent Baptist church. He said, he stopped putting in, on, in the bulletin about visitation because he says, he, he walked over. I didn't have to walk. He didn't have to walk that far. He walked over to the wall and he went like this. He said, I'm, I'm tired of beating my head against the wall. He said, nobody wants to come. He said, many times in the church, there was over 100 people there. And he said, many times it's my wife and I, and we go out, we go out. We have one visitation night every Thursday. And he said, we go out and make new visits of some of the visitors and, and knock doors. But he says, once in a while, two or three people would show up. Isn't it sad? I know I'm not, I'm not preaching a zeal, happy message tonight. But I'm thankful for churches like this one. But you might have a problem here if some folks got under conviction tonight and realized that maybe some of your prayers wasn't even making it through. And that's when I got under conviction myself and I hung my head and I cried because I got lost loved ones. I said, dear God, I want to be in your will every day. Especially when I pray, I want to know my prayers are going through. And then to realize we can pray and our prayers don't even make it further than the ceiling if I regard iniquity in my heart. The sin of omission has swept like a, a wave across America in our churches. I said, Lord, I hate, that sounds like I'm preaching a negative message. Man, I'm excited about this church. But is this church like many who's doing something for God? It's about 10% of the people doing 90% of the work. When we were in, uh, when we were in the Philippines, one of the preachers, they had about four Jeepneys, they call them. It's a stretched out Jeep, like, like an SUV van, we call it here in America. 
when he's with about four jeepneys out here, he says, we have a problem. He says, on Sunday, I have a dozen men who want to drive the bus. They want to drive the jeepneys. And he says, we have an overabundance of people that want to get involved in the Lord's work. Man, what a, it was refreshing to be there and to see that. And then to continue to travel across America and see what we see. I'm just uh, sharing my heart with you tonight. And uh, I don't like to preach messages like that. I'd rather preach, I've got one that's God's happy people. Maybe I, the Lord will let me preach that sometime. And God's people ought to be the happiest people in the world. You know, if you go out and give a track out, if you look like dill pickles and lemon juice, they won't want it anyway. <laughs> let me read you this letter. Good day to you, Miss Eunice. And Miss Eunice was the gal that worked in the office when she ordered these tracks. If you are still there, it's been a long time since I wrote to you. You remember, if I remember, you may remember if I remember, reminded you of my daughter, Carolyn, who died of cancer a year ago, you may have remembered I asked you to pray for her. And uh, anyway, I asked you to send us some gospel tracts. And you told me that if it were possible that I could send some postage along to pay for the tracts. That was about $60 at that time to send uh, a, a packet of tracts to her. She says, I'm calling with a heavy heart now asking you to please, and not just one please, but three pleases, if you can send me just a small box of gospel tracts. Oh, I miss not having them. We don't get letters like that in America. This one from Alison Klett and the Republic of South Africa. She says, I miss not having Bible tracts to hand out. If only you knew how many people I spoke to about the Lord. It's amazing how some of these people, that, they'll, they'll tell us that they witnessed to so many people, just like maybe we'll send them tracts if, if they tell us that. Oh, please, I beg you. Another phrase we don't get in any of the letters from America. I beg you, if you still can't send me the tracts, we understand, but if you have... A few to send, I would like the one called Death That Happens Every Day and All This I Did For Thee. Well, I sure hope you're able to do this for me. It would make me so, S with about four, five O's behind it. It would make me so happy. Our track racks aren't even used in America. We were in a church in Georgia. I mentioned Georgia earlier. Boy, they can shout it out. He's in a pretty good sized church in Georgia. And I looked at the track rack and I noticed the, f the front of the track rack, the, the tracks were all dull looking, just like the sun hit, hit them in the afternoon. And I thought, are they just dull from the sun? And I looked at the tracks behind it and they were bright. And so I did something unethical. I, I took my pen out and I marked about a half a dozen of them because I knew we'd come back to the same church. And, a year later, you're getting ahead of me. One year later, they were still in the track rack. I, I cried right then and there. I said, Lord, it's no wonder. Our churches have took off like that, and then they level off. 
we don't realize that many times Christians, when they level off, long enough, they start to go down. And there's probably some born-again Christians that went here at one time. They're not here anymore. They backslid so far that got out of church. Anyway, you want to hear the rest of the story? If you have some new ones, I would like that too. Just in case you can send them to me, my address is 1242 Republic of South Africa. Anyway, about two weeks later, we got an email. And she says, I went to the post office today, and what did I find? A big bag of tracks from Fellowship Track League. It made me so happy. I came home, and my husband thought I had won a huge amount of gold. I was so happy. She has something worth more than gold. Thanks so much. These tracks will last me a long time. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I don't know how the devil has gotten successful in convincing God's people that tracks don't work. I preach much about tracks. I have my whole life because God showed me they work. And, and the letters that we get back... Here's one from a Jehovah's Witness. Here's one from a, a, a Mormon. Here's one from a Muslim. Man, aren't we having a good time in church tonight? Just, just some simple stuff that we look at. Some of this sin, some of this sinful, some of this simple stuff, and simple sins that all of us are guilty of. So I say all of us because I, I sometimes will walk out of a, a store and forget to give a track. I'll just walk, I'll, sometimes I'll turn around and walk back in. One, one man, I walked up to him, I say, I need to apologize to you. <laughs> what, what do you, I don't even know you, he says. I says, well, I walked by you earlier and I felt like the Lord impressed me to give you this gospel track and I didn't do it, so I, I'm sorry, here it is. He, he left with a big question mark on his face. What kind of a kook is that? <laughs> but I went home and slept real good that night. We was at that church in Elkton. And it says, right above the bed, give it to God and go to sleep. So you can give it to God tonight and say, Lord, if I'm guilty of some of them things that the preacher talked about, about five after seven, I'm, I'm going to start winding it down. If I'm guilty of some of them things the preachers talked about, I haven't been at an altar in probably some of us years. Come to an altar and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And you know what? Instantly, we're forgiven. Our slothfulness is forgiven. And then we have got over a thousand gospel tracks right around the corner. Now the tracks are all free. And what doesn't disappear off the table, they'll stay here. We're giving them to you. And uh, grab you some gospel tracks. And just start fresh now and say, Lord, I don't even have to say anything. You're right. Somebody can be bumping up behind you at Walmart, just throw the track down and go on. We have got so many letters of people just finding tracks everywhere. Amen. Well, I'll give you a few thoughts and we'll be closing. If, if you would obey that suggestion... Mary's going to come up in a few moments. We'll sing it. Uh, Mary and I will sing a song of invitation. And 
it's your opportunity to just spend a few minutes with God. And we ought to take, we ought to take opportunities like that and do it. And you want to go to bed tonight and imagine, hey, give it to God and go to sleep. And then, by the grace of God, say, Lord, I want to be a witness this week. I ask the question many times, how many of us Get up regularly every morning and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit that I may be bold witness for you today. Because we don't know who we're going to meet. Number one, if we'll obey the Lord, we'll live abundant. We'll get in on the blessings of God. If we put him first and seek him first, as Matthew 6.23 says, and we will see folks saved. Some of you have never even tried, never even prayed, Lord, help me win someone to the Lord. And we'll have victory in our Christian life. We'll rejoice with loved ones at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll realize all this has come about because of our close walk with God. If you don't have a close walk with God, maybe you don't even have a prayer list or a time when you get alone with God. Boy, these altars are just fit your needs. Are you listening? Thank God for this church. Thank God for you that are witnessing. It's quite evident that many of you are, or we wouldn't see the amount of people in church tonight. So God bless you. But those of you that needed this tonight, you know who you are. And don't worry about somebody looking. Hey, when you come to an altar, just that's between you and God. So, sweetheart, make your way up, if you would. Let's pray. Every, every head bowed as we stand together. Every head bowed, every eye closed.